So wow, thank you, Rob. That's uh, you're welcome. That's pretty cool. Um, like I said a little bit ago, I have some ass paddlings. Uh, you think want to get to them? Sure, let's do it. Okay, that sounds cool. All right. Well, uh, if you don't know the story, I'm going to go over it again because a lot of people this may be the first podcast or they've never heard the story that pot, you know the story of uh, the ass paddlings and where they originated. Um, Topher was the first guy that I did the podcast with. Um, he stepped down. He had some stuff going on, and we respect that. And we're still good friends with him, and he still contributes to the show. And you know, he's a he's a good guy and and a great friend. So him and I were walking along the beach, and um, in the sunrise, and uh, we're walking in the sand, you know, just enjoying the weather. And um, the you know Rob and his brother say we're holding hands, but I say we were not. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. anyhow, you see you see this shit I'm getting right now. We were not holding hands, yeah. but um, anyhow, I I can't seem to get these two off of that. But okay, we we're not holding hands, so. We're walking along the beach, the sunlight glistening in her hair and the slight wind blowing it back. And, um, you know, I step on something. I almost trip over. I'm like, oh, fuck, man, my, my toe, my toe. And anyhow, Topher looks back and he's like, hey, man, that looks like a genie's bottle. And I look back and go, oh, wow, it's got a cork in it and everything. So I hobble over there going, ow, my toe, ow, my toe. I pop it open and a genie comes out. And anyhow, me and Topher are like, hey, we get three witches. And the genie looks at us. He rolls his eyes. And he's like, everybody thinks it's three wishes, but no, it's not. It's one wish only. You guys watch way too much TV, and you fucking believe it. One. One wish only, so choose wise. So me and Topher look at each other, and we said, man, we won't be invisible so we can ass paddle people that need it. The genie, very reluctantly, he rolled his eyes, and he said, very well. And he was wanting us to pick world peace or the end of pollution or hunger on earth. But no, no, we wanted to ask battle people, but he had to observe it because that's the rules. He very reluctantly gave us, you know, this uh, this wish. So once a month, but every now and then a little bit, cl- a little bit more than a month, like we can maybe do two in a month. If the demand needs it, the green, the, the genie gave a special permission to uh, go ahead and, um, and have special ones every now and then. But generally, it's once a month we get to ass-paddle the people that need it. So this is our once-a-month ass-paddling, unless a bunch of people need it at once, and then we will break into regular programming and do that. So, yes. number one, Caroline Panther, Carolina Panther owner. He gets an ass-paddling for throwing a drink at some mouthy Jacksonville fans. They choked themselves out of the playoffs anyway. Jacksonville did. I mean, they choked and choked. They choked so bad, they had one of the best records in the league, and they promptly lost like six in a row to a bunch of ass bags. And so, yep. but anyhow, they beat the shit out of Carolina on that last game. And the uh, and the owner of the Carolina Panthers, David Tipper, is his name, or Tepper, T-E-P-P-E-R. It's like Pepper only with a T. Uh, David right. Tepper threw... A drink as some Jacksonville fans that were ridiculing him, and uh, and anyhow they caught it on tape, and he owes like three hundred thousand dollars and probably some money to the people that he hit with it. So um, I don't care if they were ridiculing you or not. It's just like Nick Sirianni. I told you about his low budget, you know, turn around and fucking yiping at Arrowhead, and then uh, his team has been dog shit ever since. He got the DT curse, and he deserves it. So that's low budget. You don't do it. I don't care how bad they're ridiculing you. Um, this guy lost his cool, and he deserves to pay that three hundred thousand and maybe some money to the people because he's a complete jackass. Because these people were being football fans and they were having fun at his expense, and he didn't like it. So he gets the first ass paddling. You think he deserves it too? Yes, he does. Yep. So uh, David Tepper. Expect to get your ass paddling here within the next 24 hours. And Rob, um, we can start having you do some too, you know. If you, if you, I asked the genie if he would turn you invisible for these ass paddlings. And he said, yeah. He said, why not? So you can be part of this ass paddling, okay? Cool. All right. So next one Twin Peaks Bar and Grill gets an ass paddling over possible, it sounds like they're going to do this credit card processing fee on tips. 
assholes. Can you imagine mm-hmm. that? Uh, someone leaves uh, a 20% tip on a credit card. This company, Twin Peaks, uh, uh, Twin Peaks, let me let me let it, everybody know here, because not everybody has Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is like a Hooters, okay? The girls walk around in short uh, short shorts and tied-off tops, and, uh, and you know, it, you know what it is, man. It, it's like a Hooters, and they serve you wings and beer and stuff like that, and it's, it's really like a Hooters with a different name quite a bit. So uh, these... Um, this particular um, franchise of uh, Twin Peaks decided that whenever someone leaves them a tip, as in the waitresses, they're going to take a credit card processing fee out of it, which I think is wrong. So, they get yeah. an ass paddling, this franchise that is going to do this. And if they don't do it, then they don't get an ass paddling. But if they do do it, they get an ass paddling. It, right now, they sent out notices to everybody <clears throat> But it hit the local news around here so hard that, I don't know, you know, if they get too much uh, fallback, they may decide not to, which is what everyone's hoping that they'll do. So, the next one who gets an ass paddling is A-Rodge. Aaron Rodgers is at it again. <coughs> again. Um, I'm sorry, I'm a little congested. Okay, um, A-Rodge gets this for uh, his comments that appear to be false about Jimmy Kimmel and Jeffrey Epstein, the dead convicted oh, yeah. pedophile. Did you see that, Rob, what he said? I, I, I see, I've seen this ass paddling coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they get an ass, he gets an ass paddling um, because he, he didn't have any idea, it sounds like. He made he made some remarks saying that a lot of people are, are going to be... Uh, worried or something like that. I, I forgot the exact wording uh, when this Jeffrey Epstein uh, list comes out. He said something like in Jude, including Jimmy Kimmel. Then uh, Jimmy Kimmel got on uh, Twitter and and put him in his place and threatened legal action. So, right. anyhow, but A-Rodge gets it because you don't say that about somebody. You know, I think we covered it in the last podcast, didn't we? About... Uh, I. I think, yeah, I think I think it was the last. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, Jimmy Kimmel gets one because you just don't do that. And like, uh, and just like Jimmy Kimmel said, you're putting him and his family in danger because people hear about pedophilia and stuff like that. That angers people. So anyhow, um, all right. The AKC Kennel Club gets another gets an ass paddling uh, because. They're Frankenstein and another dog breed, the Lancaster Healer. Another sickly flawed experimental breed. Leave those poor animals alone. You guys are ghouls, in my opinion. So, yeah, they get an ass paddling. They came up with another experimental breed that they love. You know, they do this all the time. They'll take different, um, they'll take different dog breeds and make their own little animals out of them and all that. And right. designer dogs. So, anyhow, um, they get an ass paddling. Next one, Manhattan, New York, for trying to implement congestion pricing on all travelers during certain times. If the road is too congested, they charge you. Did you know that? Well, that's stupid. Yeah, they're getting, ready to, they're getting ready to do this. They're trying to do this, at least. And the way I think it happens is, is they simply find your license plate with cameras Oh, you were on there from three to five, so we're going to charge you an extra five bucks or whatever. Imagine that every day you get charged for it because your job demands you be in that time. Then you got to pay extra. I mean, don't don't you think the residents pay enough in taxes and bullshit fees? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Manhattan, New York, not Kansas, gets an ass paddling for that. Shift. Chef Gino Sarbello for introducing Naples, Italy with the atrocity of the pineapple pizza. Plus ketchup pizza as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He brought it to Naples and he's trying to make it big there. And I, I say stop it right now. Stop the atrocity. Yeah. Don't let it happen. Uh, Italy is like pure. They pretty much invented pizza. Leave them alone. Don't take that over there. Those poor guys are going to get infected with all these pineapple pizza people. Ugh. 
they're, they're, they're going to laugh you out of the country. Yeah, I hope so. They'll burn them out of there. They'll throw them in the Mediterranean Ocean. And I was also asked to submit an ass paddling to the Golden Globes for a boring show that was painful to stomach. Now, I wouldn't know because I do not watch that bullshit, but someone close right. to me that watches that bullshit told me that. So, um, I guess we're going to give the Golden Globes an ass paddling. Um, right. um, because that's they were recommended. So the Golden Globes, you guys get an ass paddling too, and I'm I'm thinking bare ass paddling for them. What do you think? Yeah, what? Yeah, we're looking at body work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So next one, Target for co-signing with Starbucks for the ripoff, fifty dollars Stanley mug. Fifty dollars for a fucking Stanley mug that says Starbucks on it. I think it's like pink. Only rubes yep. buy them. No one with brain cells does. I, I, yeah. To me, you know, all the people that were gold enough to buy a fifty-dollar mug, I, um, they should probably also get an ass paddling too, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unless it's going to be a collector's, you know, that's well, you know, okay, okay. They'll get an ass paddling for now, and if it becomes a collector's item, and we're doing this podcast. We will officially give them an apology, right? Right. That sounds good, right? Fair enough. Okay, but now they get an ass paddling because we think they deserve it, and if we have to offer an apology, we will gladly do so. So, the entire officiating crew that ignored the brutal hit on Justin Fields Sunday afternoon. They are already in the Hall of Fame, but we're going to pull them out long enough for a bare-bottom ass paddling with an old sparky replica. You know, old, yeah, old Sparky, the guy, the old Sparky, the one that used to uh, um, frequent my ass cheeks. That guy yeah. right there, the old Sparky, that son of a bitch is a mean bastard. He is uh, probably about a 14 long by 6 wide with a giant handle with holes in it. Um, solid, I think it is walnut with holes in it. Oh, that fucker hurt. Yes. So, so anyhow, the officiating crew gets old Sparky replica on their ass. Bare bottom. And finally, MetLife Stadium's artificial turf for claiming another victim this year. AJ Brown of the of the Eagles. But this could also be the DT curse because their coach mouthed off at Arrowhead Stadium. So, I mean, uh, also, I mean, it wasn't MetLife Stadium. They claimed all these victims this year. I mean, including Aaron Rodgers on the first game, on the first play. And they refused to change that artificial turf that has turned up everybody's ACL. So we have no choice but to give MetLife Stadium and anyone associated with them an ass paddling. Right, Rob? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break, and we will be right back after this. Okay? Sounds good. Alrighty, we'll talk to you in a minute. Why two douchebags and a microphone? Because two fucknuts and a recorder was taken. The apocalypse just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. During an apocalypse, don't forget the nuts. Hickory nuts, that is. Yeah, we know hickory wood gets all the glory and all the love. Everyone loves the hickory trees. They cut them down and they make great sandwiches out of barbecue and meats. They smoke them and it's a fantastic deal. But little does anyone know about the hickory nuts. During an apocalypse, hickory nuts could be the best thing you can find. Hickory nuts can be eaten raw, toasted, or added to various recipes. Their rich, buttery flavor and crunchy texture make them an ideal ingredient for both sweet and savory dishes. You can use hickory nuts to make nut butter, pesto, or even a unique hickory nut milk. There are five types of hickory nuts. Bitter nut hickory, shag bark hickory, pig nut hickory, mocker nut hickory, and smooth bark hickory. 
Hickory trees are considered part of the walnut species and are plentiful, at least around Missouri and surrounding areas. So, during the apocalypse, don't forget to grab your nuts. Hello, this is Satan. You might know me from my pet name, Inflation. I'm here to tell you that there's no better way to relax than listen to two douchebags in microphone by a nice warm fire at night. I sit there and I reflect on all the souls I burned that day. Enjoy. and scream, hey, there's no toilet paper in here. <laughs> We are back to douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. All right, Rob. Um, you want to go into some emails, or you got something you want to do first? No, we can go into emails if you want. All right, let's go into emails. There's not a, there's not as many of them, and I, I think I pissed a lot of people off because I didn't have time to get to them, and a lot of the people who was writing just quit, or maybe they just lost interest. I don't know. But anyhow, we only have like five of them this time. So, but at least I can get to them now, right? Well, everybody remember, it was the holiday season too. We are busy. Oh, that's people. right. You know what? That's probably it right there. So anyhow, feel free, to, feel free to write us. And if it's a basic love your show, thank you, a blanket thank you. But, you know, like I said, there's nothing you can really add to that or anything. So, you know, thank you. Um, I'm still waiting for the grandma's name out of Dodge City, Kansas. Still's not yes. written me. I know. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. We love you, whatever your name is. So, anyhow, uh, all right. The first one, dear douchebags, I was wanting to know where you can buy the filthy bean espressos. You sold me on it a long time ago. Thanks, Angie and Barrington. Barrington. You know where Barrington's at? Barrington's at. Uh, give me this second. Okay. Uh, Angie, you have to be in Tennessee, Nashville Kroger's, and Jackson, Tennessee Kroger's, and Memphis Kroger's, my understanding, has the Filthy, Bre Filthy Bean Expressos. It's my understanding. I don't know. I haven't been there to actually check, but as far as I know, they're there. So, um, and other than that, I think there's a few other stores that were independent that carried them around those areas. And they're well worth it. They sent us some of those, and man, they were good. So, um, anyhow, unless you're around there. Okay, the Barrington that's pulling up is Barrington, Illinois. Barrington, Illinois. Okay. Thank and you, uh, uh, Angie. We're going to assume it's there, I guess. Barrington is a village in Cook County and Lake County, Illinois. Cook uh, County. Isn't that Chicago area? Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, great. Thank you, an Chicago. Hour and Thirty-eight minutes to Chicago. That whole area. Anyone listening there in that whole area is such a fucking compliment, because so much great yeah. radio has come out of Chicago. It's unreal, you know. And uh, and a lot of radio I listened to came out of Chicago. Even back uh, when WLS was on AM eight ninety AM, I used to listen to them at night because they were a clear channel. And the Clear Channel will come to Kansas City when the 890 dial in Kansas City had to turn the power down. And they always played the good song, the new songs before Kansas City. And I would know these songs and I would impress everybody around my little town. They'd be like, I'd go, hey man, this is the new, um, I don't know, REO, or this is a new Foreigner, or this is a new, um, uh, uh, Don Felder was one of them. Heavy Metal, Don Felder Heavy Metal just came out. It was a badass song. Yep. 
and nobody knew what it was. And I come up, that's Don Felder of the Eagles, and this is his new song for the heavy metal soundtrack. And they're like, eh, how'd you know that? Ah, eh, man, just got to keep up with it, man. Not everybody's good like that. But I would listen right. to WLS at night on my little radio. I'd listen to it out in the garage, and uh, and I would do stuff. I would work on my bike. I would crack walnuts, uh, all different kinds of shit. It was, it was a lot of fun, uh, and gave me a lot of thinking time and a lot of creativity time. And that's where I started um, um, drawing and painting huge skulls all over the walls there because that's what I thought was cool at the time. Do you remember the huge skulls in the garage of the house I grew yeah, up in? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was Boredom and WLS Radio. So, uh, I understand that. Yep. So, okay. Uh, Angie and Barrington uh, take a little trip south there, Tennessee. I think they're there. You can always call call the Filthy Bean. Ask him. He can send them to you. They're online. Why didn't I think of that? Okay. He'll send you some, and I think they're even online at the Filthy Bean's website. It's like Filthy Bean Coffee dot com or something like that. Google it. You'll find it, Angie. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And, uh, Rob, you did get the gift pack from him, right? He was wanting to know. Rick. Yes, I did. Yes, okay. I did. Okay. What did you think? I forgot to mention that to you. Oh. Oh, I loved it. Oh, he wanted... Okay. Jeez. There's been so much going on. Yeah, he wanted, I, I, yeah he, I'm supposed to send half of it to you. Oh, oh, I didn't oh, know that. Uh, no, no, no. I, I still... Right. He sent me some more. He sent me some more. Oh, I'm good. He? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he wanted okay. you to give a review. He wanted you to have all of it. And he wanted you to give a review. Because I gave my review. Topher gave his review. He wants your review now. And we're going to have to go there here soon. Okay. I'll, 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 get, I'll get the review ready. Okay, right. cool. And he wants it on the espresso and some of the specialty coffees, okay? All right. Okay. All right. All right. Um, all right next. Hey, Mark and Rob. I was wanting to know if you guys plan on streaming video with your show. You can always record the audio and cut it up for your funny bits afterwards. Thank you. You know what? I read this and he's right. We can, okay, this is a ways away. But we'll offer the show live that doesn't have the bits in it. And then we'll offer the show audio only to have all the creative funny bits in it. You see what I mean? Right. He's right. When, it, when when I read this, I'm like, you know what? He is absolutely 100% right. And did he? He didn't even leave a name. Whoever you are, thank you. And we're going to do that eventually. It's going to take a little time. But we got to set up cameras. we got to get a YouTube channel and all that. And that way we benefit from the YouTube popularity and everybody video streaming on YouTube because people are doing that out off the hook right now. And then we have the audio version that goes over to uh, iTunes and, and Spotify and RSS and all that. So, I think that's a great idea. So, all right, thank you, whoever you are. Great idea. Thank all, you. All right, next one. Hey, Mark, I'm the mag crop duster. I plan on shitting all over you soon. You will never catch me. Ha ha, better sit in the corner of the break room near the wall TV and the coats. He is from my work. He or she is from my work. There's no way they could know that detail about the break room. All right. So this is someone at work shitting all over me and laughing in my face, Rob. I mean, Damn. yeah, I know. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to catch you, and I'm going to cork your asshole with cement when I catch you. It's getting bad, Rob. I get tired of coming home. I, I'm getting tired of coming home smelling like shit and having a shit, sticky shit film on me. I don't know what this fucker eats, but you better watch it. It's going to give you something. Ugh. Damn. Mad crop duster, you motherfucker. Anyhow. Next one. Mark, do you plan on apologizing to Ruth Ann? I hope you don't. Love the show. Kelly in North Central Ohio, go Lions. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> Ruth Ann is getting heat from North Central Ohio. <laughs> and damn. it's a Lions fan. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ruth Ann, if you're listening. I don't think she is. She didn't respond to anything. I sent her an email back going, okay, I'm sorry. Can we start over? Nothing. 
I think she's really mad, dude. I don't think she's listening. (laughs) (laughs) I even told her, I said, why would you punish Rob for something I done? Nothing. Crickets. She's pissed. (laughs) So we we can scratch Ruthann off of our listener list. So next one. Hey, douches. I want to know when you uh, do your live show for Montrose, could you guys uh, look for a rear right quarter panel for a Chevy Vega? I really need to get the old beast going again. Ross in North Central Missouri. (laughs) 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 These fucks. Um, If we find one. Yes, yes. Um, Yeah, if we find one, it's yours. I'm, I'm, I, well, honestly, I'm writing all these parts down for when we do go. That way I can look while we're there. Yes. Rob, you are a trooper for writing these parts down. And uh, the first one was like a Cadillac. Was it a bumper? Yeah, for a 72 Coupe Duel. Oh, yep, yep. And then this one is for a Chevy Vega. What and, year? Uh, um, let's see. It doesn't say what year. It says... Hey, you guys, could you look uh, for a rear, right, a rear right quarter panel? I think they are. I don't think the Chevy Vega ever changed designs once. All right. If you, uh, if you need to give us any more information uh, from north central Missouri, please do. And we will search the world over for your right quarter panel of a Chevy Vega. So, Rob. Right, right rear or right front? Oh, shit. You know what? He didn't specify. We don't have that either? All right. No, no, no. Right rear front. Right rear. Look for a rear right. Oh, no, rear. Look for a rear right quarter right panel. Right rear. Yeah. Okay. Okay, he, he just did it backwards. He wrote rear right. Uh, anyhow, okay, yeah, guys, yeah, guys. yeah. A rear quarter panel for a Chevy Vega. So, and if you see two or three of the, say, you know, of different models, and we'll have to uh, have them email us again and let us know what model. Right. So, anyhow, um, uh, Rob, you got something you want to say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're gonna, uh, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. Okay. It's about one of your favorite Chiefs players. Okay. Chris Jones, a defensive tackle for the squad, is giving the entire D-line and other staff members Rolexes. ESPN reports on Sunday night. He, uh, he, pieces, huh? he promised them Rolexes, actually, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The timepieces are a gift from Jones after he got a third quarter sack, reaching the 10 sacks on the season he needed to snag the $1.25 million bonus that was written into his contract before week one. The whole defensive line gets a Rolex, Jones told ESPN. Defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola gets a Rolex. The coaches get a Rolex because I think it takes a collective effort in order to reach those types of goals. The Chiefs fouled out with the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday, pulling off the win by a narrow 13-12 to 12 margin. That was thanks in part to Jones' sack of the Chargers quarterback, Easton Stick, in the third quarter, given that the Chiefs had tied up the AFC West title last week. The game wasn't make or break for the team, and... Jones wasn't supposed to even be on the field for that long. Well, okay, what Andy Reid did, I I consider, is why he's so brilliant at his job. He allowed to break the rules and bend the rules just enough so everyone could get a Rolex. So Chris Jones could get his $1.2 million. And yeah, 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 Chris Jones could have gotten injured, yes. But I agree with Andy Reid 100%. What do you think? Oh, I do too. Uh, yeah, including Steve Spagnuolo. Taken out. He was supposed to play the first quarter, and that was it. Yes, but he didn't get a sack until I think it was the third quarter. Yeah, the third quarter. Yeah. So you know, I um, I think that's cool. I like it. Uh, he he plans on going and buying everybody Rolexes. 
Well, you know, we'll see how far this parlays if they even try to re-sign him. I don't think they're even going to try. I don't think they think there's any sense in it because, um, you know, he, he really... Uh, we, we'd need to sign Legereus Sneed badly. Yeah. He, he is the premier yeah. shutdown corner in the league. We need him over Chris Jones. We have pass rushers. Uh, we in, have, in my opinion... After what Chris Jones did at the beginning of the year, same here. I, I know. Think he's shown enough throughout the year. I don't okay. either. I don't either. Especially all the ruckus he he uh, he had for his contract. You know, holding out, not playing, and basically holding the team hostage. In my opinion, I think that that all needs to be in consideration of why you want you will want to rehire this guy. And yeah, he's great, but I don't think you can do it. Not just for the money part of it, but also not just for the salary cap part of it, but also the integrity of it. Right. To send a message. You can hold out all you want. If your name's not Mahomes or Reed, we don't care. Go somewhere else. Everyone else is replaceable. Right? Right, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, Rob, I agree with you, man. That's that's a good story, and I'm glad you did that, um, that story, well, because we really kind of needed a follow-up to that. Yeah, we did. All right, let's take our second break, and we will come right back. How's that sound, Rob? Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back, guys. Think about what's just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Hi all, this is Mark here. I'm usually the one telling you what to eat during an apocalypse. Well, this time I decided to go the other way. You ever consider just going to ground zero and saying fuck it? Do you really want to be the guy running around looking for radioactive deer, guessing whether water is not contaminated or not, no food, no shelter, no nothing? Oh no, there's a strong argument that says, you know what, let's just go to Crown Zero and see what's for us after. Just a thought. We are two douchebags in microphone. As charming as a leaky sewer pipe. Next up, things overheard in hell. Dishwater has the top 10 spots on Billboard Hot 100. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. Man, I sure wish I was the garbage man. You know what I could do if I was the garbage man? I could go to the wrong parts of town on the wrong days periodically in the morning and then watch everybody run out of their house in their underwear with two bags of trash screaming, Stop! Halt! Yeah, that's what I'd love to do. You need protection from fucktards? You have people coming and fucking with you constantly? You need answers, you need solutions. Smack, Smack in the, the nuts. nuts. That's right. Smack in the nuts is what you need. Smack in the nuts, get rid of said losers in no time flat. Smack, Smack in, in the, the nuts. nuts. Available everywhere wherever you buy self-defense items. Here are just a few testimonials from some satisfied customers. Stupid fucks that come to me. He talks stupid. He no let me go. Smell like sack of shit. He spit talk all over. I remember smacking balls. I use shit sack. Shit sack lie on ground. I walk off. Thank you, smacking the balls. You saved me from smelly, smelly spit. Well, I had this stupid son of a bitch come around me. Uh, he would not shut his fucking yapper for nothing. He gets up on me and he talks all stupid. And I didn't know what to do. I could not shake this motherfucker like a booger. Then I remember smacking the nuts. I pulled out old smacking the nuts, and that motherfucker went down like a sack of fucking potatoes. Thank you, smacking the nuts. You saved me once again from stupid motherfuckers. Smacking the nuts. Don't leave home without it. I 
Legs and a Microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Hey, Rob, do you like peanut butter? Oh, yeah, I love peanut butter. I think everybody loves peanut butter. It's universal. I put peanut, I put peanut butter on my pancakes. You might like this then. Um, peanut butter and bacon fans rejoice. You like bacon too, right? Oh, God. oh yeah. Yeah, bacon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Sonic, the popular drive-in food chain, is kicking off 2024 with new flavor combinations. Starting on January 8th, Sonic launched a new combination involving peanut butter and bacon. It's peanut butter and bacon and bacon double cheeseburger and a peanut butter bacon shake. The double cheeseburger features 200% pure beef patties layered with creamy peanut butter, crispy bacon, grilled onions, and uh, melty cheese on a toasted bun. Now, do you remember who made uh, Goober Burger Burgers uh, famous? No. Elvis. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. And uh, right. you know where in Missouri they made Goober Burgers famous? Uh-uh. It would be none other than Sedalia, Missouri. The Wagon Wheel oh, Restaurant. Right. People used to come from miles around to go there to get a Goober Burger. They had the best Goober... Number one, hardly anyone was serving a peanut butter cheeseburger ever. And most people didn't like the idea at all. But the Wagon Wheel, I think, is still around, but it changed areas. It changed addresses. And they went to a different location. But the Wagon Wheel Restaurant in Sedalia, as far as I know, was one of the few places in America that served a Goober Burger. And they it's been on their menu forever. And I believe it's still on their menu if they're open. And so you never went there and got a Goober Burger? No, I had not. Okay. Well, I, I loved it. And they did a great Goober Burger there. And they were known for it. So, anyhow... Um, so, all right, um, next one I got here is a little story about Gen Zers. Um, did you know that uh, some Gen Z job seekers are bringing mom and dad to interviews? Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I am serious. And it's turning off employers' new survey finds. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> what would you think, Rob? Okay. You're, uh, you're, you're Mr., uh, um, Mr., uh, let's see, Mr. Williams, and you run a manufacturing outfit that, uh, that produces uh, electrical boxes, let's say, okay, and there's a guy coming in there, Gen Z, just got out of, a, out of school for being an accountant, right, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, hey, man, I, I see this here, okay, he just got done with DeVry, he wants to be our accountant, we need one, we want someone young that can grow with the company, we're doing so well, and then he brings his mom or dad in to communicate. Um, oh I would be looking around for someone else. That's just my own yeah, opinion. A survey found some employers favor older workers to avoid avoid hiring recent college graduates. <laughs> so I see with stuff like this. Intelligence surveyed 800 managers, directors, and executives involved in, in, involved in hiring. One in five of the employers said a college graduate showed up with a parent for a job interview. One in five. Some wow. employers said they'd be willing to offer older professionals more benefits and higher salaries to avoid hiring new college graduates, a recent uh, survey found. Intelligent, an online magazine focused on student life, commissioned a, uh, a polefish survey of 800 managers, directors, and executives involved in hiring in the U.S. in December. 39% of the employers who responded said they preferred to hire older job seekers over recent college graduates, in part because young professionals don't make a good fit of first impression on job interviews. More than half of the employees said young recruits struggled to make eye contact during an interview, now think of that, Rob. Do you trust anybody like they come up and that and you've been introduced by somebody, okay, mutual friend, and they won't look you in the eye when you say hello? Right. 
I mean, right then I yeah. automatically don't trust the person. It's like, what are they trying to hide? How come they won't look me in the eyes? That's a red flag right there. Yes, it, to me too. If 50% that said they uh, asked for unreasonable compensation, almost half the employers said a young job candidate showed up in inappropriate attire, and nearly 20% said a recent college grad had brought a parent to a job interview. Um, another thing that gets me, and I want to find out if you're on the same page or if I'm just an old fogey here, Rob. Handshake. Oh, always. Yeah. That's crazy. I demand, no, I'm talking about the type of handshake. I demand a firm handshake with a direct oh, look definitely. in the eye. If you get one of those yeah. little flimsy handshakes and they're looking around the room, looking at your bowling trophy or something like that, I'm like, ah, no, I don't think this guy's for me. I automatically don't trust them, and I don't think that they're dedicated. I could be wrong, but that's the way I see it. I mean, are you like that? Yes, definitely. Yeah, it bothers me. It's like, look me in the eye, shake my hand firmly, and say, it's nice to meet you. So, on the employees, uh, on the employers who said they prefer to hire older job seekers, 60% said they would be willing to offer more benefits and attract I know I'm going over this but this is that was an excerpt that they took out first and put it in front so 48% said they would okay there it's a little bit different 60% said they would be willing to offer more benefits to attract them 59 this is older older ones older people are more you know 59% uh, said they would offer higher salaries 48% said they would allow remote or hybrid working opportunities and 46% said they would be willing to hire overqualified candidates. Young professionals always appear to have a reputation for being difficult to work with. Nearly two-thirds of employers said it was very true or somewhat true the recent college grads are entitled, while 58% said it was uh, very or somewhat true that they get offended too easily. <laughs> That's okay. now you know where cancel culture comes from. I'm offended. Yeah. That person must go away forever. This is what we taught our kids. This is what it's become. You get offended, so you got to x that person out of his job and his life. What kind of brutal bullshit is that? What happened to just like suck it up? You don't like the speech, but okay. Jeez. Anyhow. Nearly 60% of bosses said it was very or somewhat true that recent grads are unprepared for the workforce, and more than half agree in the young professionals don't respond well to feedback and have poor communication skills. I would say if they have to bring a parent, they have none, right? Exactly. As Gen Z has entered the workforce in increasing numbers in recent years, employers have expressed concerns about the younger generation's ability to adapt to corporate life. Uh, the, the, this article goes on, but another fact that it brings up that also is in play, this is the COVID generation. These were kids that were set to uh, go through college and get that down and get used to the frat life and socializing right and all of a sudden they get that all that pulled away from them and they're at home staring in a computer screen uh, screen on a uh, on a zoom camera right so they're not adapted at all to face-to-face -face contact and communication and knowing what it takes to work with other people and get the job done no matter what you think of them no matter whether you like them, whether you agree with them politically, sexually, or whatever, should not matter. What matters is this person knows what he's doing and he's here to help you get this job done. Because work is completely different than anything else. You get that done, you do it, and you do it right, and you do it with a sense of pride and urgency, right? Right. So, anyhow, I see, um, I see where they're having problems, definitely. I can too. Yep. Um, I got another little interesting one here. Speaking of Gen Zers and all that, I got. Uh, okay, this is a. They call it food you need in a scurry. The latest food trend to take over TikTok is rat snacking. Is what they call it. Like the rat, you know, like a mouse, a big mouse, rat snacking, right. 
eating small and random snacks with sometimes odd combinations as a guilty pleasure. As opposed to the appetizer course inspired girl dinner, which was another trend, which, uh, which looks like uh, putting a plate together of some leftover slices of deli meat, fruit, cheese, and crackers, rather than making a three uh, square meal, rat snacks are unhinged combinations of foods to make just one small treat. Humans put together their rat snacks similar to how rats scrounge together whatever they can find and eat it. One content creator shared one of uh, her favorite little uh, sneaky snacks, chip soup. Ken Yurick on TikTok puts crushed up chips in a bowl with some vinegar and eats it with a spoon. Ugh. Abby Sharp is a registered dietitian who posts content on her TikTok, uh, shared a super unhinged rat snack with her 748 followers. And where the hell is it now? Hang on here. Jeez, I lost the other side of it. Okay, I, hang on. I got to find what this is here. Uh, okay, I think this might be it. Hopefully it is. When you're, hey, you're getting every penny's worth, right? It's free. Yeah, yeah. When your Instacart shopper throws in an unexpected pack of processed cheese, you turn it into a budget-friendly rat snack, uh, rat snack, or whatever else you have in the fridge. She uh, captioned the video. Sharp's chopper threw in cheese slices that gave her an idea for a snack. She put apples in a bit of butter and a bit of cinnamon and a little bit of brown sugar into a bowl popped into the microwave. The melted uh, concoction uh, then went onto slices of bread and were topped with uh, cheese slices. Sharp said the video that the weird snack tasted like a classic apple pie with a slice of cheddar on top. Um, Sharp previously told uh, Bustle that the, this trend comes more out of need of necessity due to finances, which makes it relatable to young people on the internet. The rise in grocery costs, people are trying to find any way they can save money for a lot of people. This means digging deep into the pantry, freezer, or fridge to pull together any little bits and pieces that may not traditionally go together, Sharp told the outlet. She added these rat snacks are becoming more popular because often uh, don't people often don't see themselves making the smoothie bowls that they see on Instagram, and they can pull together a piece of cheese and a pickle in a pinch because they have it on hand. So, okay. There you go. That's rat snacking. So, Rob, you got okay. something? Yeah, I do. All righty. I got another American songwriter for you. Oh, yeah, I love these. This might be my favorite, but I don't know. Okay. Here are four songs that, believe it or not, are far more popular today than they were when they were new. Okay. Okay, first up, Queen, Don't Stop Me Now. Yeah, great one. Uh, the part I was going to read. <laughs> You're doing a me now. <laughs> ah, I lost that part. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you want me to go into something and you can round it up? No, 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 no. It, I was going to read a little something about the song, but I okay. lost that part. <laughs> okay. okay, next up, Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, um, that's an iconic song. At first it was, and it lost a lot of interest. And then the Notorious Sopranos ending, uh, a Fade to Black ending. Uh, featured yeah. that song and it became big again and I believe it went number one again um, interesting story behind that song very much so what does it say but with more than 1.7 million downloads on Spotify it has more than four times the downloads of the next most popular journey song on the platform I wonder what that is oh any way you want it okay yeah Cool. And 
Okay, next, Simple Man. That's a good one. Now, which version, Skinnerd or um? Uh, no, Skinner. Okay. Skinner. Was it Five Finger Death Punch that did the other version, which was very good? Yeah, it was Five Finger Death Punch. Okay. Uh, but. Okay, and then the last one, Sticks Renegade. Oh, I love that song. And the guitar on that is brutal. Yeah. Tommy Shaw is such an underrated guitarist. Man, that dude. I mean, and, and I, okay, I know why. And I'm sorry I'm interrupting you, Rob, but I got, I, I just, no, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Tommy Shaw had to play by the rules with Dennis D. Young and not be that heavy because Dennis D. Young was more of a Broadway type, a musical type. And he, it was just like how Queen was arranged. You know, Brian May was a, a, an axe slinger, but he had to tone right. a lot of stuff down because Freddie's harmonies and, and the music and everything. So it was the same type of situation, but those together made it brilliant. And I'm sorry, go ahead. I just says, Aid may have gone on to number one, and Mr. Roboto likely takes the price for Stitch's most culturally referenced song but Renegade is the band's Spotify champion among all six songs only Babe and Come Sail Away two of Stick's eight top ten hits have at least half of the 170 million plus downloads that Renegade is on wow Stick's That's never a lot of downloads dude it is million you see, uh, Sticks, to me, never really got the props they deserved. Uh, and I'm not talking about sales or, or, or anything like that. They did very well in sales. But I'm talking about other musicians in the music industry. They were more than a poor man's queen. I mean, they were so good. And their musically, they were so spot on and just genius uh, uh, instrumentals and music pieces that were put together. And the lyrics were great, too. And to me, they never reached their full due. Um, I think people took them for granted. Um, so I'm glad to hear that they do so well with all the downloads and everything. I'm sure that like probably parlays into quite a bit of cash for them, which is excellent. Um, what's your feelings on Sticks? Did you think they were that great or not? I've always liked Sticks. Um... Now they got where they were doing like Mr. Roboto. Oh, yeah, oh. that was taking it too far. Okay, Mr. Roboto. I mean, I understand they that Dennis the Young wanted to be theatrical. I understand. Yes, yeah, that's his nature. That's his type of music. Yes. Um, the uh, problem was Mr. is that. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They no, were go trying. Ahead. They were trying to disco. They were trying right. to disco. Kiss got away with it somehow. Styx did not. Um, you know, Kiss came out with Dynasty and I Was Made for Loving You, which was actually on the uh, disco charts and the rock charts. Right. I think because of Kiss's extreme um, shows and their theatrical makeup and everything, I think they got a pass. And also, Ace's guitar was so unique, uh, his tone and everything. But still... Um, they got away with it. Sticks did not. Because the truth about Mr. Roboto is that was their best-selling song that ruined them. Their rock fans, when disco faded away, now the disco fans were there to listen to it, and the rock fans left because they didn't appreciate Mr. Roboto. They hated it. So right. that was their best-selling song that ruined them. Isn't that something? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've always found that intriguing that a song that was such, you know, so big and so huge and so widely popular and played all over the world and worshipped actually ruined the band. So, oh. yeah. Interesting stuff, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, you want to do one more, uh, one more story and then we're going to go ahead and get out of here? Yeah, 
sounds good. Okay, I want to do this because this story won't hold up in a, in a, in a couple of days or whatever. Um, well, we do podcasts tomorrow, but anyhow. The Philadelphia Eagles went into Sunday's Week 18 matchup with the Giants having an outside shot at the NFC East title. Basically, they needed a win and the Cowboys to lose or tie against the uh, lowly Commanders. For head coach Nick Sirianni, that was enough of an incentive to play the starters at MetLife Stadium, but it didn't take long for that decision to turn costly. In the first quarter, star receiver A.J. Brown went down clutching his knee after he uh, fumbled at the tall end of a reception. Uh, Brown left the game and went straight to the locker room. And while Sunday's game did have playoff implications for the Eagles, fans were understandably furious to see Sirianni taking that risk at MetLife's turf. And you know what? It said the commanders here. This is actually on here. They meant the Giants. Yeah, that's Yeah. Um, MetLife Stadium, and I knew it happened at MetLife. That's why I paused. I'm like, wait a minute. Someone did not. Yeah, MetLife is giant. Yes, someone did not edit this right. And while Sunday's game did have playoff implications for the Eagles, fans were understandably furious. Sirianni uh, take that risk on MetLife's turf, which has led to some major injuries over the years. Having faith in the the Giants... uh, to pull an upset probably wasn't uh, worth losing Brown for an extended time. So they don't, I don't know. I got to check up on that. You know, MetLife Stadium's been a disaster with a horrible artificial turf. This year alone, many high caliber players suffer major injuries at the hand of this carpet. Um, Sunday, uh, last game of the um, regular season, AJ Brown goes down with a possible ACL injury. First game of the 2023 regular season claimed Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer. There is a grassroots effort to boycott the stadium until the turf is replaced with natural grass. Um, A-Rodg, iconic, yeah, they need to replace, but A-Rodg is probably karma. (laughs) And Brown was probably the DT curse because of that dumb shit Nick Garrett and Sirianni fat mouth in Arrowhead Stadium. So, uh, um... They really need to get on that. They really need to fix that. It's unacceptable yeah. that they let all these big key injuries. A.J. Brown, look, I don't like the Eagles. I don't like their fans. I don't like their head coach. only thing I like about the Eagles is Jason Kelsey. I wish he'd quit and come to Kansas City. Uh, so, anyhow, um, that being said, this is wrong. People's careers are being cut short because they refuse to change the turf. So... Anyhow, now I'm off of my soapbox. Rob, you got anything before we end this bitch? Yeah, I got another quick little one. All right, cool. According to Cheapism, this is supposedly the best in the nation, and you can only find it in Kansas City. It also seems that the one hard decision Missourians have to make when it comes to the barbecue-style hot dog is to get either sauerkraut or Swiss cheese as a topping. If the sound of a barbecue style hot dog sounds appetizing, well there is only one place you can get it and that's the Wiener Kitchen. Make sure you ask for the Casey Frank. It looks... How does a chicken apple Frank sound? Or how about the jalapeno cheddar to your boss. The Wiener Kitchen? Never heard yeah. of it. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Go ahead, Rob. That came out January 9th. Okay. Here it is. Today. This is Sausage, Sausage Kingdom, Wiener Kitchen. Wow. It's in Overland Park. It's not too far away from me. Yeah. <laughs> the Wiener Kitchen is established in 2017 is located at 9645 West 87th Street, Overland Park, Kansas. Okay, it's a little bit further being on 87th Street, but still. Yeah. I, I know exactly where it's at. It's off on Farley on the library shops. Okay. Visit us for breakfast and lunch. Take home fresh sausages and other essential home uh, from our case. Cool, they make their own sausages. That's a plus. Yeah. Cool. And this is a barbecue hot dog? Yeah, they're, they're, this 
story was about the barbecue style hot dog. Oh, there it is. There it is. They started mentioning uh, chicken apple frank Mm -hmm. and the jalapeno cheddar kielbasa. Yep. The chorizo rojo, bacon sausage, Mm. chili cheese dog, Casey Frank, classic dog, and the vegan. Roasted cauliflower walnut and wild rice link. Green tomato relish, pickled Brussels kraut, whole grain Dijon. No, not for me. Oh, they have yeah. uh, they have cool looking slides too. They have slaw, they have chips, they have chorizo black bean chili, house salads, uh, let's see, kids hot dog meal. Oh, green eggs and hen is one of their specialties. Huh. I don't know what that is. Eggs to orders, and they have flapjacks. They actually call them flapjacks. Okay. And then the breakfast yeah. sandwich, sausage patty, and fried egg between two pancakes. Ooh. Okay. Thanks, Rob. Awesome. You know what? I may be giving you guys a, uh, um, a, um, oh, fuck, what do you call it? Yeah, a review. Thank you. Gosh, I can't think tonight. I may be giving you guys a review from the Wiener Kitchen tomorrow. If I can make it over there, I will. All right. Thank you, Rob. You're welcome. All right, everybody. This is our time to say goodbye and have a good night, and we will revisit everything tomorrow. Good night, everybody. go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Man, that smells. 